so all the stuff that I've had planned that I can see coming up, I, I clear them all out because I want to have this little record of my calendar before is full of stuff. And I want to have this like gap so that when I look back on it, I go, yeah, that was the coronavirus gap in my in my social life. So right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to I Might Be Wrong, a podcast about music hosted by myself, Rich Newnham, and my co-host, Mr. Henry Salmon. Welcome to another episode of I Might Be Wrong. This week, it's just me and Henry. For the first time in a couple of weeks, we haven't had a guest on. Yes, just the two of us, as the song goes, but hopefully it won't be any less less good. It probably won't be as good. But, It'll, but be shorter. Be... It'll be shorter. <laughs> so I think we wanted to get a little bit of an opportunity to to talk about some of the albums that we want to talk about obviously with our guests we're very keen to focus on on the albums that they particularly enjoy and thanks again those of you who have come on terry was a delight to talk about particularly his own music production uh it was great to have adam chatting about rem's back catalogs and reminiscing on that and then a really, really interesting chat with Craig about a scene that you and I know very little about, but have, yeah. I think, both got a little bit more interested in and are going to do a bit of exploration there. Absolutely, yeah. That's um, partly why we do this, to explore new musical genres. And and that's kind of where I was thinking we could go today. Yeah. Yeah. Big change of pace again, though. We've gone from R.E.M. to Kano last week, and now this week you're completely changing up again. So what yeah. are we doing? So we, we are going, and, and don't snigger too much, we're heading off into the world of country music. So and when you say country, lots of people who listen to this, lots of people, we have lots of people listening to this. The 10 or so listeners that we have are going to think of eggy, breaky hearts and all that kind of stuff. So that's that's <laughs> not really country, is it? So t- tell us, where are you going with this? Well, so so I guess if you know your country history, if you look back at those artists you've got your dolly partons and your garth brookses and all of that stuff and your shania twains and the artist that i want to talk about is born out of those fires so it's genuine proper american country music but it's not done for the masses so before today i think if you said pick a country album to talk about i would have gone for the eagles because everyone knows eagles and and that album that their greatest hits album what the second biggest selling album of all time i think and so the, the eagles are probably your best example of country music for the masses but i'm gonna go with an artist called jason isbell and his album called southeastern now not many people would have heard of him and that's okay because he's got quite an interesting style he he plays his he plays this with a very straight bat it's very straightforward country music done very well with very good production very good lyrics he doesn't do the schmulchy stuff of so many well so many talented pop people will disappear off and have a song written for them in nashville or something that goes to number one and is a bag of balls he's a little bit more sincere than that and as a result this album's quite it's quite serious in places, but it also makes it quite an, an interesting listen. Did you give it a listen when you? I I did because obviously we we only really decided we were going to record this a, what a couple of hours ago, so I I hadn't had a chance to listen to it 
nearly as much as I would have done if we'd had a couple of days of, of <laughs> prep time on this. And one one thing that really struck me about this is it's not the kind of classic, not bluesy country, but like rocky country that you get from Garth Brooks or someone like that. It's not, like you say, it's not the schmaltzy. It's much more, it is more bluesy. It's more, it put me in mind of Simon and Garfunkel. So th- that's re- that's a really interesting observation. He he tries to tread that line between the Memphis blues scene and the Nashville kind of tender songwriting style. And so this album's a bit of a mix and it's got the ear of some well-known people. So Father John Misty, name checks him in mr tillman if you know that song i Jason do Hillsbury. and and i love father john misty so yeah and he crops up in there and i think for for good reason so if you look at the songs that he's got in the album and, and you go through them they're some of them are some of them are love songs some of them are i'm all alone in the world isn't life a bit sad so the classic country areas to touch on yeah and he so he goes through the entire back catalogue so there's a song called traveling alone where he talks about a lonely trucker who's been driving all around and he's he's on his own but he's he has these songs which there's just a bit more to them there's a song called stockholm which is the second song on the album and it's a it's a really nice pop song there's a lyric in there that says uh, once a wise man to the ways of the world now i've traded those lessons for faith in a girl and what a nice little way to say actually you know what all this stuff i've learned on it i'm just going to chase after this girl because because i love her um <laughs> and we can all we can all kind of relate to that right we've all been in those situations where you thought you knew everything you've got this kind of jaded cynical view and then you just chuck it all out the window because you kind of like someone yeah and then so the album goes along with the kind of almost country by numbers to start with. And then he's got this song called Elephant. And Elephant's a bit of a different different bag. And I think it's the reason that I that the, the album as a whole stayed with me. So Elephant's about a guy and a girl in a bar chatting about life with the elephant being the elephant in the room that she has cancer and she's about to die. And wow. it's it's about their relationship and how... He, he sings about how if she didn't have cancer, maybe if, if a couple of years ago, they could have they could have been in a relationship and they could have hooked up. And now that wouldn't be right. And so they're kind of flirting their way around this elephant in the room. And you listen to it and you're just like, wow, it's it's heavy hitting stuff. And you would never hear this on a Dolly Parton album, but it's the similar kind of country country roots which hold it together so that that halfway through the album you go oh this album's a little bit more it's got more gravitas than normal we're gonna get complaints from all of our dolly parton listening fans now <laughs> i know i i, I don't feel <laughs> and bad. i do think i do think she's underrated <laughs> as a country artist i think that a lot of people put her in the blonde bimbo big boobs poppy thing when actually there's a little bit more to her than that so this is why i think country music gets a bad rep you get people like dolly parton back in the 80s and 90s and then you've got someone like taylor swift who started off as a country artist um but a very and, pop country artist and, and and both of these but both of them do this pop for the masses but all of their work stems from songcraft and it's almost like if you go to Nashville and you want to record a song, 
you kind of have to know what you're doing and you'll get laughed out of town if you don't. So even though they've recorded some very popular num- numbers, it's there's a lot of talent behind it. And I think this is where, and I don't know why country music just gets bashed because we only ever get the pop stuff over here. Yeah. We don't hear we don't hear the depth of country that they get in the States. Mm-hmm. I've got a friend, my friend Adrian, who I met in my last job, lives out in Colorado. She's from southern US. So, you know, that the kind of classic places that you'd expect country to be really popular. Yeah, and she's not not that south, but yeah, in <laughs> ge- general kind of southern states area. I don't want to I think Texas, but I don't want to say for sure because she'll kill me if I get it wrong. But she introduced me to some of the more interesting aspects of country music. And I'm by no means an expert, but there's there's definitely a lot more breadth. It's I, I guess it's sort of like Craig alluded to this last week when we talked about the grime scene. One of the things that we didn't really explicitly chat about, but that we kind of touched on a little bit is the breadth of music that sits under that rap slash hip-hop umbrella where a lot of people and we'll know these people people who like rock and indie and all that kind of stuff are like i don't like rap i don't like it and they'll and they'll just put it all under that one umbrella yeah and that's it they'll never listen to anything that is black urban spoken rather than sung music because because they're like i don't like rap and and the breadth of what's there is missed and i think country in the uk feels like that where a lot of people don't know that there's this real depth and breadth of of music that sits under this very broad umbrella yeah if you're listening to heart fm and you might get a country song creeping on there and some guys singing about his pickup truck and his beers and all this stuff and it's Hmm. and it's not what a lot of this is about you've you've also got genres like country rap and it's like get out of here i don't want to hear that shit that's the one that's an absolute disaster that's where uh, hip-hop has done so much good for the world but not when it decided to merge with country music and produce this kind of (laughs) terrible like kid rock just get out Uh, terrible there's there's a classic low talent high (laughs) high popularity thing that i just don't understand yeah, someone's just gone, we can make some money out of this guy because he's rapping to country music. And, and the sad thing is he's sold millions of records. But someone like Jason Isbell, who can craft a song, is just, I don't know, may, maybe I'm bigging him up too much for producing a good record like this. But but it's sometimes frustrating where you, you do get this disparity between successful artists and, and talented ones. Yeah, I think, I mean, going back, let's go back to his album because we could, easily fall down a rabbit hole of slagging off Mm. terrible music and that's not our thing we want to big up the good stuff not not shit on the bad stuff the the one track that i heard on this album that i genuinely was like okay this is what people in the uk will think of as country music is super eight (laughs) yeah i thought you'd mention that it's the one song i don't really like on the album because it's an absolute it is the absolute country country song and yeah. and he's it's it's country music by numbers and he's bringing in the band and it's the 4-4 beat and and off he goes with his banjos and everything else and it's it's too much it's like someone's just put a bit too much sugar in my coffee or something and it's like ah oh, you've just slightly ruined it it felt a little cheesy but again it was, i have one listen to this album so yeah. it was literally oh that 
that sounds more classic country versus the and and don't get me wrong the rest of the album i it will be one that i'll come back and listen to more Mm. because of the fact that there's like i say there's elements of the quiet underspoken bluesy simon and garfunkel sound in there that i really like he 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 finishes on a song called relatively easy and it's another weird one because you get lulled into this this sense that the whole album is about sadness and despair and all this stuff and he finishes with a song that says actually even though there's all this shit going on and you've gone through all these songs about how he's messed up a relationship and how his friend's dying of cancer and then he says actually after all of it it's things are actually pretty okay <laughs> and it's it's just a nice way to and he's called it relatively easy and he's saying actually things are relatively easy it just it, yep. life is all right so it, it does jump between different kind of tones and styles there's another song called songs that she sang in the shower that's a really nice one i think that that's the kind of song that would probably get more play on the radio here and it's just got some nice little lyrics it's got mm-hmm. i know experience robs me of hope that she'll make it back home and it's like there's just clever little lyrics with some nice music that tie the album together it's good and i I think that's i think that's an important thing the sound of the music is good and that's the kind of stuff that i have been able to focus on because that's from one listen to the album that's all you that's all you really get from it it's not you can't dive into the lyrics on that but the bits and pieces that I caught on that front, there's some there's some smartness in the way that he talks about these things. He's he's come from a band. I don't know if you've heard of the Drive By Truckers before, but he was a, a member of that band. That they are an, another classic American country band, and he's kind of forged from those fires. But he basically went out on his own and said, "I want to do my own thing." And okay. he's 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 got more of a back catalogue, which which I've kind of got into a little bit, but I keep coming back to this album more than the rest. There's an album called Sirens of the Ditch, which was his first album. And I think it's probably an album which he's had in his head while he's playing for this other band and just gone, I'm going to keep all these songs to myself and release it because I can do something a bit better. So worth he's a listen. worth a listen. Yeah, definitely. His later albums, there's some something more than, more than three is a later one, which is, probably a, almost like a recreation of the of the rest of them so maybe not so not so interesting well he's not um, he's not exactly prolific is he so you've got the first album in 2007 second in 2013 and the, the third in 2015 and there's nothing since then no but that that's um, not necessarily a bad thing i mean there are bands that shove out an album every year and they're they're crap but but i'd rather have someone that that spends a bit more time to hone something special yeah and and so i would I'm quite happy. I'm happy that he's just done this one album and my, I've, I've got my my country shelf of albums is small and mm-hmm. it's the it's the Eagles. It's got this guy. It's probably got some bluegrass. We can pro- we can talk about that later. It's a band called Trampled by Turtles, who are fantastic. Um, but, <laughs> That's but, a great name. But beyond that, who else have I got on, on my country music list? Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson. Yeah, the, the real classics. Uh, the classics, but nothing nothing new. So how did you come across this guy? Good question. I I came across him when I was at work 
and we had this work spreadsheet a bunch of guys at work would put new music into the spreadsheet which i think you you came in on a bit later late, on late on and then it sort of died a bit of a death yeah i think it, it was in the last six months yeah so anyway on this spreadsheet we were trying to find new music and i think it was was it every week or something or it, it was a bit similar to this podcast where we're rooting around talking about bands that we liked but you and only had to post like a track that's right. a random track from someone that you liked exactly and so at the time i started running out of ideas so i was looking at music review sites for new albums and and southeastern popped up on like, it must have been pitchfork or something mm-hmm. and it said this is an amazing album and i didn't i looked at it and thought well this is country music but the rating was so high it's like wait a second this has got such good reviews but it's a country album maybe i should try it and and so that's that's how i found it it was from this a little bit of scouring the internet and and then i listened to it and was completely sold i think i started to listen to it it must have been in the winter and it was cold and dark and wet and i was mm-hmm. commuting to and from work and it was a bit horrible and you've got this quite kind of quite heartwarming songs kind of floating around in the background from him and uh yeah and your commute your commute at that point would have been the drive from where you live up to up to work right yeah so it was it was a you know, drive through the rain and you've got this kind of country americana music floating out the speakers and it's 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 quite it's quite nice to listen to especially when you're listening to the song about the trucker being driving through the snow for 15 miles or whatever <laughs> and he, he he knows which towns to stop in so he He's going up to his kind of favourite local town to take a break. Uh, I'm going to guess we normally talk about live performances, but I'm going to guess that you've not seen him live. No, no idea if he's even played any live. No, he he, no, he hasn't. And I think the the only piece of live country music or the the only country musician I've ever seen play is Willie Nelson when he was supporting Radiohead when we saw him. He was amazing as well that day. I don't think Willie really put on a his kind of proper country show. I think he went, hang on a second, this is a Radiohead gig. Let's play some of my slightly alternative stuff, which veers a little bit more towards the kind of the offbeat style rather than because he, he was originally a proper country musician. I still remember it being quite country rockish. Yeah. Yeah. I think he uh, he kind of went towards the slightly interesting end of his repertoire but yeah there is no other i i don't go to country music shows i it's not a thing that i would hunt down but i don't think i would want to listen to that in a in a gig experience i'm this kind of music's quite nice just to have playing in the background i would say so i i don't really have as we've already discussed much knowledge or experience of country music but the one place that i have found it on a regular basis is end of the road festival because their whole deal is american indie american country british indie you know a mix of all that stuff i've been to see probably not more than a dozen country bands at that festival over the years but i have seen a number of country bands there which changed my mind on how i thought about country because there's particularly some lady a couple of years ago i can't remember her name but she was 
absolutely incredible and it was all this kind of old school it felt like a cross between 80s rock and country music but it definitely had that country feel to it and banjos and violins and all that kind of stuff that you get with all that and i think country music live can work really well but i think in a festival setting it's probably better than it necessarily would be going and seeing it somewhere like the brixton academy or something like that yeah yeah i think you're right so yeah sitting in a in a field on a summer's day um with someone playing their violins and banjos is a yep. fantastic way to do it um that's, there's uh, there's an american artist called william tyler who neil again neil vincent one of my london gig buddies that we've shouted out a few times and i want to get him on the pod to talk about some stuff at some point in the future so neil if you're listening come on let's get a date in for that one he dragged me along at end of the road this was like a mid-afternoon end of the road festival you're not really sure who to go and see because there's lots of choices and you're not really sure about any of them it's like we have to see this guy called william tyler we have to go and see him we have to go i didn't know anything about him and this is probably the second or third end of the road that i'd been to and i've always allowed neil to just drag me off to stuff at that festival because he knows his stuff so we turn up and it's the smallest stage end of the road so it's the the tp tent is the the fourth it's not the smallest but it's the smallest of the main stages we go in and this guy walks up to the microphone it's just him and a guitar and he starts playing and i was waiting for him to start singing he never does his whole thing is all an acoustic guitar or maybe an electric guitar and some other stuff he's he's got more into loop pedals and things over the years yeah very midwestern it's sort of country-ish but it's more acoustic guitarsy and these beautiful imagine someone playing an acoustic guitar in a way that just creates a landscape visual for you in your in your imagination he's incredibly talented and he's one that i will definitely will come back to to him at some point but that again was another one i saw him he played again last year on the second stage the garden stage and it was pissing it down with rain yeah. throughout his set it, it literally rained for about an hour and a half that day and in the middle of it was his set and he was so happy to just have like this crowd of people come out and see him and he's so talented I, another one of those musicians that you feel should be much better known than they are yeah yeah exactly so so that's where that's where this guy sits there's no um oh actually josh ritter is an al- is a guy who okay. is another kind of country style artist who does a similar thing and he's he's again not very well known very talented probably very well known in the states and there are probably people listening to this podcast going come on man you know who josh richard is this is crazy but yeah the 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 main gist of it is i don't have much to a back catalog apart from this guy and if i could discover more i would and i'm sure well hopefully someone on listening to this will go aha <laughs> i've got some more music for you and and can send it my way so yeah i think there's i think there's definitely things we want to explore when it comes to country music i certainly feel like there's stuff that i've heard that i want to hear more of so hopefully we'll have someone on who can talk to us about country maybe we'll try and get adrian on from the states she knows a lot more than i do by a long distance but yeah good to uh, get into a different genre that we haven't really touched on before yeah 
yeah, it's an interesting one, and uh, and, and that's all. As Forrest Gump said, that's about all I have to say about that. <laughs> I don't have anything else. So yeah, I'm done. Nice, cool. Cheers for picking that one. Cool. Cheers. Thank you for listening to another episode of I Might Be Wrong. You've been listening to myself, Rich Newnham, and my co-host, Mr. Henry Salmon.